Welcome back, friends. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of my podcast. Uh, This week, we are going to be talking about building a support group. So, we're going to talk about why it's important. And then we're going to talk about what to look for when building that support group. And last week, when... I was uh, doing the podcast. I mentioned a uh, mentioned something that my dad used to tell me all the time, uh, which is, "You are who you associate with," and that's kind of what sparked this week's podcast and kind of what uh, building it around and you know how to build a support group because you want to surround yourself with people that are loving, uplifting, uh, people that inspire you, uh, that kind of thing. So. We want to uh, talk about, you know, what to look for in those people and, and what you need in order to build that support group. And here's the thing. Uh, you may need a support group for yourself if you're going through recovery or something like that. Or, you know, maybe you need to know how to be someone's support group. So the things that I'm going to list will also, I mean, you can look at it from the other side of the coin of... If you're wanting to be someone's support group, maybe you have a son or daughter or husband or wife or brother, sister or whoever, co-worker, maybe going through an addiction, and you need to know kind of what will make a good support group or support, you know, person for them. And so hopefully uh, you'll be able to um, understand that and translate that into what you need to be able to do to help them. And then as we go through the list, yeah, you know, everybody is, you know, there's, you're going to need multiple people. Like not everybody's going to match every single one of these. Now, if you do find one that's like golden, you want to hang on to them. But you also, you know, you want to have more than one. And, and we'll get into that here in a second uh, when we talk about why it's important. So as we're going through this, you know, just kind of, Kind of be thinking about in your mind, maybe some people's name will, will jump out or, or pop out at you and like, huh, you know, that, that would be somebody good in my support group. Man, that sounds like so-and-so, you know, he would be good. So uh, just go, just remember that as we're going through it. Uh, so let's just dive right on in. Why is it important in building a support group? Why is it important to have a support group? Well, we'll start out the main reason number one reason proverbs eleven fourteen says where there is no guidance a people falls but in abundance of counselor there is safety i'll say that again proverbs eleven fourteen, where there is no guidance people falls but in abundance of counselors there is safety so there's wisdom my dad told me this all the time. There's wisdom and multitude of counselors, of people. I tried to explain that to my kids the other day when he was going down the road and totally went over their head and didn't understand. So hopefully they can see uh, through our actions, you know, as we do this and, and getting other people's opinions and, and things that they'll see that later in life and know that it's it's important, you know, to find a group of people that, that love you, support you, and uh, stand behind you and help you. So uh, that's one 
uh, one reason. Uh, also, you know, if you're talking with someone and so you go to, let's say, four different people and three out of the four say, hey, you probably shouldn't do that, you know, then you probably shouldn't do that. You know, so if three out of four are saying no, then the answer is no. Don't keep going to, you know, 12 more people just to hear what you want to hear. But, uh, you know, you get you get you a few people and, and if they're telling you all the same thing, then, you know, then that's that's what you need to do. Then then you take wisdom in that. And, you know, everybody's personality is different. Uh, the way that we are uh, wired and, you know, we have different perspectives and see things from a, a different way. Um, you know, some people see things in a more half glass full some see it in a wait a minute, half glass is empty or half glass is full perspective. Um, so, you know, so that kind of thing. So, you know, it's good to get um, several people uh, advice and you know, get counsel from find wisdom in it and know that, um, you know, it, I mean, that's just, you know, it's right there in, in Proverbs tells us, you know, if there's no guidance, we fall but when there's abundance of counselors, there's safety. So, uh, reason number one, uh, reason number two, isolation. If we isolate, you know, I, I said this, uh, many a times, an idle mind is a devil's playground. You know, God, God didn't create us to be alone. Like he created Adam and then he, you know, created Eve cause man shouldn't be alone. Um, so, you know, we weren't created to be alone, so we should find, you know, safety in, in others around us. And also isolation causes depression. So as addicts, it doesn't take a, you know, it doesn't take much to convince us to use. So being depressed and, you know, being alone and isolating uh, is not good for us. So that's why it's uh, super important for us to have a support group. And also, you know, people can't see us. They can't read our body language. They can't, you know, see kind of what our demeanor is and kind of see if we're moping around or whatever. So when we isolate, you know, we, we take away from people uh, being able to see us and, and to be able to say, hey, man, you good? You okay? You don't look good? You know, look like something's on your mind, something's troubling, uh, those kind of things. Uh, the third thing, uh, why it's important is accountability. And this is huge, man. We need people checking on us. We need people, you know, calling us out. You know, when we're doing wrong, we need people to to get us back in line, to, you know, to check us. And, you know, we need that accountability. We need somebody, you know, be able to tell us, hey, you shouldn't do that. Hey, you don't need to do that. Hey, you need to check yourself. You need to watch this, watch that, or whatever the case may be, man. Hey, how's it going with this? You know, you said last week you were struggling with this you know how's that going you know you need somebody to know that they care uh that that you can count on and and they're account you know keeping you accountable so now now that we know why it's important let's talk about what we look for when trying to find that person or or people uh to to build our support group to surround ourselves with because remember you are who you associate yourself with so you know you're surrounding yourself with people who are uplifting or caring and 
I'm really getting ahead of myself because that's going to be later on, but that's fine. But you just want to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people who care, who want, you know, see, have your best interest in mind uh, and those kind of things. So here we go. Here's what we look for. And, and if you're on the other end of this coin and, you know, you're, you're looking, you know, what do I need to do to be somebody's support group? Uh, then, you know, here we go. Number one, someone who knows you. You know, th this is important. Well, they're all important, but it's good to have someone that knows you. You know, they need to know kind of what your thinking process is. You know, it's good that they know your habits. You know, they see a change in your attitude. And they're like, man, when this guy normally gets angry, you know, he goes and does, you know, this he goes to the bar he goes hangs out with you know jim bob down on the corner or you know whatever the case may be or they see our habits you know our habits change somebody that knows you know who you are when you're clean when you're sober and can tell a difference and when you're not you know when you're on the other side of it and you know know that what gets you in trouble you know they know that man you shouldn't be going you know down the south georgia like you used to because that's when you get in trouble or whatever the case may be you want someone who knows you and also you know it's possible that you know you don't you can meet people and get to know them and them get to know you so don't don't feel like that you've got to find somebody like immediately in your that like knows you, you grew up with or whatever the case may be man you, you you can meet people and along the way because these things change with, with time and, and seasons, you know, as far as people in our lives and, and the things that are going on in our lives, because we, we do, we tend, you know, to attract people in our lives that are kind of going through the same thing or, you know, people in our lives that, you know, are all, you know, whether like kids the same age or, or whatever the case, or maybe the hobbies are the same or whatever the case may be, but you want someone who knows you and, and it can be, you know, someone that you meet and they get to know you and build that relationship and and get get to know you. So number two, you want someone that you can trust. Trust can be a pretty big deal. You know, you want someone that uh, keeps secrets, you know, that someone that, uh, you know, that, that understands confidentiality. Uh, they know you know the things that they shouldn't say uh, the things they shouldn't repeat uh, you don't you don't want people you know airing out your dirty laundry in the middle of the, the street you know out in them to everybody they go out to eat with you know the smiths and they're like oh man did you did you know kevin did this or kevin did that or, or whatever the case may be you, you don't want them you know airing out all your dirty laundry because that's you know you want somebody you can confide in, confide in. You, know, you don't want them starting rumors, you know, telling people stuff, you know, that you did when you were using before you can even get to that person and make an amends. You know what I mean? So, like, you don't want them go, going to, you know, gym and be like, man, did Kevin, I can't believe he did this to you, that, this, that, and the other. And, you know, you ain't even had a chance to get down to, you know, making your amends and go, you know, apologize to them. So, you definitely want somebody that you can trust, that you can talk to, and that when you're saying things that you know that they're not gonna go out and tell anybody, cause that's, that's key. Cause here's the thing, as an addict, we think there, there's some things that, that we do 
one that, you know, we wouldn't have done in a million years if we were sober or clean. And not saying that using was an excuse for that. I'm just saying we do things, you know, that we wouldn't normally do because of the drugs or alcohol. And so, I mean, there's some shame and guilt in that. And the last thing, you know, we want, because we'll shut down in a heartbeat if we tell somebody something, you know, a secret or, or something that that we did when we were using, and they go out blabbing that, man. That, there's no better way to shut down someone than telling their secrets. And that, you know, not just for that. That goes really to anybody. You know, as, as I'm saying this out loud, I realize that that could really go to anybody. Man, they'll shut down in a heartbeat if they can't trust you and tell them. And then you're just going to get be like a surface-level friendship where it's just going to be, oh, hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? And it's just going to be a bunch of, you know, just about nothing you know nothing get accomplished so you want to make sure you find somebody that you can trust uh number three uh no co-signers i used to love saying this so no co-signers you don't want someone who's just going to co-sign your bs or your crap and be like oh that's fine you know you, you here's the thing as addicts we can be manipulators. We can convince people, you know, to do things that they wouldn't normally do for us because that's just how we are. So when you get clean and sober, what you don't want to do is to find someone and be like, oh, I know I can get over on him. You know, I, I'll, I'll play the game for now, but then when the time comes, I know that you know, he'll co-sign when I really shouldn't be going and doing this. He'll be like, oh, no, that's good. Just make sure you call me or something like that if, if things go wrong or, or whatever. You know, you shouldn't be there, and they need to be able to tell you you don't need to go. And so you know co-signers. You don't want a yes person all the time. And, and I'll give you an example, um, you know, uh, with a lot of – a jobs. I, I was at a job one time and, you know, they wanted, you know, someone to just say, yes, that's what we'll do. We'll go with that. Sounds good. Yes, yes, yes. You know, a yes person. But I have a tendency to push back, to go against the grain, do things a little different. And so, you know, in that job, uh, I started doing that. But now I'm not going to say it was all them or, you know, it, it was both sides. But as I started pushing back, I started getting resistance. And then also, um, you know, and me being who I am, maybe I pushed a little harder. Maybe, you know, some things I, you know, shouldn't have done or got carried away with. Bottom line is you don't want, you know, you need to find that balance. You don't want somebody who's going to say yes to everything. And you don't want somebody who's going to say no to everything, but you want someone who can help decipher, like I said, a multitude of counselors, someone who's going to help decipher what's good for you and what's not good for you. Like you, you don't want to, you know, pick a sponsor or a mentor or someone that you know that you can manipulate or take advantage of. You know, you also want someone that's zero tolerance of your foolishness you know they're not going to co-sign everything zero tolerance they're not going to put up with it so you want to make sure you find someone 
who is not a co-signer. I love saying that. Uh, all right, number four, someone who is reachable. You want someone, now I understand we all get busy, we all have jobs, we all do things where we're in meetings or whatever the case may be, but you know, there's a way to go about it and being reachable. You know, you don't want someone who never answers the phone or when you do call or text like three or four days later, they're calling you back. By then, man, there's, you know, it don't take long for addicts to get in trouble. Three or four days, you give them without, you know, give them that long and, and they're in trouble. But you want someone that, you know, that you can, like, if you call and they're busy, like, hey, is everything okay? Okay, good. Can I call you back in, you know, 10, 15 minutes? Let me get done with this meeting. Or, you know, or they're in church and, you know, you call and then your client say, hey, in church, call you when I get out, everything okay? And it's important. You know, I keep saying, is everything okay? Because it's important as someone who is a support group and also for someone who's looking for that, for them to make sure that they're okay before they can call them back. Now, I know we can't always, right that second, they say, nah, man, I really need to talk. Like, it's it's really bad. And you won't, you know, and they're like, all right, I'm, you know, talk right then. And if you can find somebody who can do that, that's awesome. And, and sometimes it's just not, you know, possible, but you still want that person that's communicating it. You know, that always answers one way or another, whether it's right that second, but they're shooting you a text back, hey, let me call you back, whatever the case may be, are you okay? Can I call you back? Because that's key. They need to be reachable. Because again, the last thing we need as addicts is an excuse to go use. Well, I tried to call my sponsor and he wouldn't answer, so I decided I'd go get drunk. Well, that's not how it works. So, you want to make sure that you're reachable or you want to make sure that they are reachable some way, some form, some fashion. Uh, I hope that makes sense. Um, but they just need to be reachable and they need to make sure they're saying, is everything okay? Can I call you back? Cause you don't want them just to dismiss you. All right. Moving right along. Number five. And I, there's no, direct number as I'm calling out these numbers is just how I listed them and to be honest with you I have a question mark at the last one because I still hadn't decided if I'm going to do it or not but anyway that was just a side note that was free uh, number five supportive and I don't mean financially or somebody that's you know being codependent or anything like that but I'm talking about somebody who is supportive in uh, what you're trying to do they're supportive in the effort that you're giving. Uh, these are people who will uh, give you op- give you opportunities uh, to do better. Uh, they they give you the opportunity, you know, to maybe do something you weren't trusted to do before, or people who, you know, give you opportunities to go serve or something like that. So you want to make sure that they are uh, very supportive. And, you know, also, they're not someone who attracts drama. You know, the last thing you want is to be around somebody who's constantly being, you know, constantly have people coming to them with drama and seem like they're attracting drama. And, you know, the last thing you need is to be a part of any of that drama. You got your own drama, and you don't need to be a part of somebody else's. So you want to make sure that, you know, they're supportive and that they are, you know, like, 
opportunity magnets and not not necessarily drama magnets and you also want to make sure that they're supportive in a way that after you get done meeting with them like they didn't drain you you don't want them you know you meet with them for 30 minutes and you walk away and be like oh my gosh they have just emotionally and physically drained me and i'm the one that was going to them for help so you want to make sure that they're supportive uh, in the way that they're treating you and, and the opportunities that they give you and and that they're not, you know, attracting drama or causing drama. All right, the next one, number six, truthful. All right, here's a big one because this kind of goes along with no one co-signing, but you also want someone who is going to call you out. You want them to call a spade when it's a spade, um, you want them to be able to say, man, I, you know, I really don't think it's a good idea, you know, for you to go down, you know, to, you know, to the restaurant, you know, with your friend and watch the basketball game sitting at the bar, you know, or, you know, I, I don't think it's a good idea, you know, for you to be dating this person and this is why, or whatever the case may be, you know. You don't want them to be afraid to say no. You don't want them, you know, you just want them to be truthful with you. And, here, you know, you also, and here's where, um, this is where I fail a lot of times. And that's, you know, how you deliver the truth. Because I have a tendency um, to uh, be very blunt and forthcoming and I, I don't, you know, I don't process it before it comes out of my mouth. And, you know, I say something that even though it's the truth, but the way that I said it, you ever been in that situation or an argument with someone that says, not what you said, it's how you said it. Yes, I know that phrase very well. Because sometimes I can be a little too harsh and too truthful. And, and there's ways that it can be delivered, you know, in a loving manner and that, that we can do it. But I, I find myself, um, uh, you know, being a little, you know, a little too harsh. So I have to be real careful with that. Even though I know the truth, I just need to be, you know, careful in how I deliver it. All right? So you want to find someone who is truthful, someone who's going to call you out and be like, you know, that's not a good idea shouldn't go down that road not today all right and let's see and the last one uh the last one number seven so i guess we're going to do it it is loving you want to find someone who is loving and 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 it goes with everything that we just went through really uh you know you, you want to see you know, someone and, and how they interact with other people, you know, how they treat their wife, how they treat their kids, you know, how they treat the clerk at the, you know, the Starbucks or the Target or the Walmart or whatever, you know, how are they treating those people when they're checking out? You know, you want someone who's loving, you know, in, in their approach. And, and like I was talking about with being truthful, you know, it needs to be done in love, not hate. You know, you want somebody who can be gracious and merciful 
when it comes to it. Because here's the thing. As addicts, we make mistakes. Well, here, as human beings, I mean, let's just get honest. As human, be- human beings, we make mistakes. And so we need to find that person that's going to be loving, gracious, and merciful when the time is right. You know, I, I was listening to my friend Miss Red today and listening to her podcast, which y'all need to check out. Uh, man, she's amazing. But she was talking about, you know, looking through a religious telescope at people. And, and we find ourselves sometimes in, in doing that and being judgmental and not having that loving. And, you know, we should be looking through the lens, you know, of, of Jesus' eyes and the way he saw things and the way that he loved and was gracious and merciful. And, um, and, and man, she made a statement that uh, it, it was very good. At the very end, it said, if you do not love, you have not been loved. Man, if you do not love, you have not been loved. And so, man, it, it's, um, man it, it's important. You know, if all else, to find someone who is loving and gracious and merciful in, in the way, you know, that they help you and the advice that they give, uh, those kind of things. All right. So there we go. So there they are. Seven things. Uh, someone who knows, someone who knows you, someone you can trust, someone, no co-signers, my favorite one, no co-signers, uh, someone who is reachable, uh, someone who is supportive, uh, someone who is truthful, and then someone who is loving. Because here's the deal. I wouldn't be nine years clean today without my support group. And, and, and the thing about my support group over the, over the nine years, it's changed on a regular basis, I promise like it, it, it's been different. So, you you know, there's some who've been there from day one, like, you know, my parents, they, they've been there from day one. Um, like, uh, as I went through drug court, uh, through that, you know, those couple of years, uh, you know, I had a different support group of, you know, from the judge and the surveillance officer and stuff like that, even though they had a job to do, it was still my support group. You know, they still called me out when I needed to. And, did what they had to do, but uh, and my counselors through that time, and you know, as time's going on, now I have a mentor now that I meet with every week, um, and so, uh, so over time that can change. But as that's changed, you know, as the time goes on, you still want to be looking for these these things in these people to be a part of your support group. And, and here's the bottom line. We all need a support group, whether you're an addict, uh, whatever. The, like, you know, death seems to be the season of life uh, that I'm going through right now. You know, losing my dad, um, my dad's best friend, my brother's uh, lost his mother-in-law. Uh, my, my brother-in-law lost his mother-in-law. Oh, sorry, father-in-law. Uh, someone had a customer come in yesterday. Uh, the lady and her daughter came in and we were talking and just found out last week, you know, her husband, the girl's dad passed away. You know, yesterday, a good friend of ours who's all, uh, lost their dad. Uh, so, you know, so 
these people need a support group right now. You know, if they're a different situation, you know, someone to, you know, lean on. That's a whole nother, another set of, well, some of these loving will always be in one. But, you know, we all need a support group, whether it's like a grief support group, whether it's addiction support group, or whether it's just, you know, a family support group. Whatever the case may be, at the end of the day, we all need someone in our support group. Someone who will be truthful to us, someone who will love us, be supportive, reachable, no co-signers, someone we can trust, and someone who knows us. You know, at the end of the day, we all need a support group, and you are who you associate with. And as addicts, you're either all in or all out.